Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. And I am also the author of Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Life. So if you're looking for a way to start your journey to creating an incredible life of your own, pick up this book. My guest today is Nate Wilkins. Nathaniel Oliver Wilkins, Nate Wilkins for short, is over 60 plus years and says he is in the race to reach 100 plus. A former park and recreation administrator, Navy vet, who is on a mission to change the conversation around men's health, especially and about aging. He is the co-creator and founder of Ageless Workout, the Now Group Inc. and Panache Fitness and several other healing companies. Nate received his bachelor's degree from Kansas State University, a master's degree from the University of Kansas, and the most important PhD from the University of Hard Knocks in Life. He spent the last 27 years as a parks and recreation administrator and later managed fitness programs in, at five-star hotels and spas. He is an early riser, I can attest to that, sports and nutrition coach, educator, author, and national speaker. Nate has reinvented himself many times and is now devoting his second career in health, wellness, and healing, something he says is his highest calling yet. Further, he sees himself as an adaptive navigator. He leads by example, inspires and motivates others to improve their well-being and quality of life to live in the ageless. Welcome to the podcast, Nate. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, look, look, I need you to, to go with me everywhere I go. You know, that the best introduction I had before was the one that I did, but now you did one so great. Why don't we link up and you like, when I go on, you just give the story and then I just take over. How about that? Oh yeah, that would work. That would work. So, um, so happy to have you here and you have a wealth of life experience I see, and you've changed from one thing to another. So would love to hear that life story. Where did you start out? Uh, how did you get to do what you're doing? You know, what's interesting is I'm, I'm like everybody else. I was born, right. Uh, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia, but uh, my parents were military, so we matriculated throughout uh, the, the country. When I was 10 years old, my, my grandmother, I lived with my grandmother, she passed, and we then moved on to Atlanta, Georgia. And this is where I had a, a King experience. I was baptized uh, in Ebenezer Baptist Church by Martin Luther King, and then later on went on to live in Mannheim, Germany, learned a little bit of German, left there and went to Kansas, of all places, Kansas, little town, uh, Junction City, Kansas, went to Kansas State University, later on took a position with the Topeka Parks and Recreation Department, left Topeka Parks and Recreation Department, went on to Kansas City, Missouri as superintendent of recreation, which I thought was one of my biggest accomplishments. And then later on to um, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, as a recreation superintendent, left there and went to the National Recreation Parks Association, chief administrative officer, left there and went to Miami. I'm here in Miami. I headed up the North Miami Park Recreation Department. Out of all of that, uh, later on, as fate would have it, and uh, some other people deciding, trying to decide my future. Um, my my uh, then supervisor or city manager called me in the office and said, Nate, you got two choices. You can resign or be terminated. 
And I, you know, I looked at him, I said, well, you know, I'm not one of these kind of people who will pick up the gun and shoot myself. So you're going to have to fire me. And that led me into this work. But there's some other stuff that I shared with you about that. But how do you like that for transition and evolving and being an adaptive navigator? Yeah, it is. And, you know, a lot of people have been in your shoes where they, you know, come from, you know, a family where you're in the military. And that is a, a profession where it seems like you all move around a whole lot. But you even moved around a whole lot even after that. Absolutely. You know, I, I was alluding to this thing of, about, you know, sort of moving on. I used to be on when, when I was, I thought I was a professional, right? I said, I'm going to two to two to five year plan. I'm going to go somewhere for two years. If it's working, then I'll stay. But if not, then, you know, two years, I'm out of there. And so that was my philosophy at the time. What, what I didn't realize, because I had a family, what I didn't realize was that I couldn't drag those people around with me because they would get settled. And then I would be like, I got to go. And so I had to rethink my strategy and I'm, I'm still rethinking my strategy as we speak. You know, I, you know, what I said to you earlier was that we got to be free of foot, right? Today does not allow us to just sit around. Now, I'm not talking to some people. I'm talking to only those people who, who are like me, right? Who understand that the world is changing. And we, you know, at this age, you know, we got to enjoy life, right? So we may have to move uh, uh, did you read that book called Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, yes, that was a great book. <laughs> We're talking about, right? The cheese have moved, right? The cheese continue to move. So we got to move with it or otherwise we're going to get run run over. That is, that is so true. And some people don't realize that, but when they're still looking for that cheese in that one little corner of the maze and it's not there anymore. And they're waiting for the cheese to come back and it's never coming back. Damn. They have to start moving to find the next place to be. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, when you think about it, again, I, what, what I, what I want to allude to is this is not for everybody, right? This is not for the faint of heart. Now, if you, if you really just want to sit back and wait for things to happen, then, then you can do that. But this is this conversation uh, is for those forward thinkers, so like-minded thinkers who understand that the world is changing as we speak on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I don't have to go through the things that we see happening, uh, but, but what I'm saying to you is that if you really want to live your life at the, at the, the, the level that you want to live, you want to have a quality of life and get excitement and joy, right, and enjoy the second wave. Right. This is the second wave that I'm in and I'm and I'm and I'm living better. I feel good. I smell good. I walk good. I talk good. Man, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a, a shameless self-promoter because I think the creator's done so much for me. And so I'm so happy, you know. So this is the conversation that I want to hold with people like you and me. Awesome. So what are some things people can do to be aware of what's happening? Because sometimes we're, we have our head in the sand to be aware of what's happening to be able to pay attention to the trends, to be able to make a plan and, and jump into that, those plans, if you will, where they fit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I understand that. And so I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm up early and I'm constantly, I must, I must go through about, you know, five to seven different newspapers. I'm, I'm looking at the podcast, right? And I'm listening to all these different people have their conversations and I'm formulating my thoughts and plans around that. But then the other thing is I'm doing is I'm getting out of, among the people, right? 
I want to interact with those people who are, are making things happen. Uh, and so I'm having conversations and I do a lot more listening than I do talking. And after that, I take some notes, right? I'm a journal, you know, I journal. I have, you know, books and pieces of paper everywhere. This is good ideas. This is the, uh, so all of these things help me when I go back into my, what I call woodshedding and trying to formulate my plan. And that's what I would suggest to people that you try some stuff, right? You know, you and then then you you uh, you you don't fail at it. But if you're gonna fail, fail fast, fix it and move on, right? So what what I'm suggesting is that we we need to come up with a new strategy, test it out, and then if it's not working, come back and tweak it. And so that's the thing that I think ought to happen. And then try some new stuff. Get out, travel, see some new places. Don't just sit there and wait for things to take you over. Beautiful. Now, we talked about that you're an early riser and a lot of successful people, they have some kind of morning routine or something, if they're not morning people, something they do every day, a consistent thing they do every day that kind of sets them up for the day. Would you like to share any of that, what you do with others? Absolutely. Now, some stuff is going to get done. Some stuff is, is, is not going to get done. I'm like a five out of seven, right? For sure. I got to get up and um, get get my, my coffee with no cream, no sugar, right? I like it. I like it black uh, and strong, right? And then I walk the dogs. You, you, got, you know that because then I got to get out and in, into the air where the creator is actually sharing ideas and concepts and saying, Nate, you got this. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then after that, then I, I get my other exercise in, right? I go to boxing fitness like three times at 6 a.m. because I need that, I need that pounding, right? It's something about hitting something, doing these kinds of exercises that makes the body, makes the mind flourish. So I got to get that in two or three times a week. And then I go teach and train uh, individuals uh, or, t or classes or something like that. But then in the, in the times that I have, you know, sort of a break, I'm back to listening to some motivational material, uh, looking at, you know, ways that I can structure the work that I'm doing so I can serve people better. And that, you know, while I would say that that's what I do on a daily basis, what, what I would suggest to you is that I also look for opportunities to try some new things, right? So I'll go to some new classes and somebody said, well, here's somebody you ought to check out and I'll go and do that and I'll add that to my repertoire. So I want a full range of activity that, that actually encourages me to live at the fullest. And then there's times when we're going through uh, difficult things like something happened in our family. There, there's a death in the family or someone's sick or uh, just something bad happens at work. Um, how have you handled that in your life and how important is your faith? Hmm. You, know, you know what? You are, you are something else. You, you're really trying to tug at my heartstrings because I've had some things happen to me uh, personally, but I tell you the most significant thing that shook me and I thought that I, I wouldn't make it. I lost my younger brother to HIV and I watched him deteriorate um, over uh, you know, a few years and I, there was nothing I could do about it. He, was, he, he didn't wanna talk about it. He didn't wanna share that at the time. You know, There's medicine now that can help, 
but he didn't want to share that. And by the time we, we realized that it was too late. And then later on, I lost my nephew to um, esophageal cancer and then my mother. And, and, and you know, uh, so all of that stuff, I, I call it mental health uh, fatigue. I, I went into some, I think I went into some sense of depression. I went to seek, um, and, and here's where people like me, you don't want to talk about these kinds of things or do it. I, 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 I went and found like a mental health counselor, right? I did a face-to-face. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I did, you know, online. And then I, I went to somebody else just trying to get the answers to all this stuff. Because, and then out of that, guess what? I wrote some books when I had some free time. I wrote the Ageless Workout book. I wrote, if you see a turtle on the stump, somebody put him there. I, I wrote, did you see that? And then I wrote, stepping out of the matrix. And I'm, I'm working on getting all this stuff done because I needed to, to do something with this time that I had because it was driving me crazy. I would get up early in the morning and try to figure out what, what, what is going on. And, and I just had to find something to do with that nervous energy. And the other thing I would share with you is that in that time, I started to do some soul searching, deeper stuff and meditating and just trying to get the answers from all of that. And I know that's a whole lot to talk about, but you know, that's that's the that's the the coming clean that I want to do with you on this conversation. Yeah, and, and you're right. So many of us, especially when we look good, smell good, appear to be perfect, we don't want to share those things. We're afraid people will think differently of us when we share those things. But the thing is. We all go through those things. That's how life is. I always tell people, life's like a sine wave. You know, this is, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, this is terrible. You know, and the idea is to get the sine wave to stick close to the line instead of doing this. But mm-hmm. sometimes when the when the things that are happening are so sad or uncomfortable or terrible, we need some support. We need other people. And that's not the time to go alone and go it alone, but to actually find the support you need. And, um, you know, it might be mental health. Uh, it, it might be in other areas of life, you know, like you're doing fitness. So people might be having, be having a hard time getting themselves out of bed to get into the gym. It's not, that they don't want to, but they need that support. Sure. Look, look, you you are you are preaching to the choir when you when you say that. I mean, at some point, it was all I could do to just move and put, you know put my shoes on, you know, <laughs> you know, because I you know I thought that I was carrying the weight of, weight of the world. Now you know, look, every like you said, everybody has some some stuff, right? But but when it's you, when it's when it's you, you think that you know it, it's it's only you. And, um, and, and I was it, for a while there suffering in silence until somebody, one of my friends said, you need to get some help. And, um, and so I'm still looking for some help, right? <laughs> you know, uh, because, you know, I need to test out my, my thoughts, right? To make sure that these thoughts are, are clear because I'm looking for clarity as I go forward. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really does make sense. And, you know, I'm thinking that a lot of times we need, you know, the word coach is so popular right now, coach, but sometimes it can just be a friend that helps us in the different areas we need. Sometimes we need help in our businesses. Sometimes we need help with our relationships. Sometimes we need help with, you know, our diet, whatever. So it doesn't hurt to get help. In fact, the most successful people in the world have lots of advisors, coaches, people who help them. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? My my partner, uh, Sheba Kerfanya, and sometimes I, I don't like her because she tells me some stuff about me that I don't like, but I love her for the person she's making me become. She is making me look at myself uh, from a different perspective and, and do the nip and tucking that I need to do to be the kind of person that I say I want to be. You know, so, you know, commitment shows up in, in your actions, right? Desire shows up in your conversations. And so she makes me understand that, you know, you got to walk what you talk about. You know, if you say that you are ageless, you got to do that ageless stuff. You can't tell people one thing and you do something else. You know, you have to be who you say you are. It's a certain amount of integrity, right? That everything has to fit that you congruent. And so, you know, look, don't don't look at me so closely because I'm still unfinished. I'm still trying to get to be the person that I say that I that I want to be when I'm done at 100 years young. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And it's so important that word integrity. And the most important thing is being have integrity with ourselves. You know, we make promises to other people, we keep them. We'll say to ourselves, okay, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and go to the gym, and that alarm goes off, and you're hitting, you're hitting the snooze, and you're like, okay, where's the integrity? It's time to get up. But you know what? I like what James Clear talks about in, uh, in Atomic Habits. He talks about, you know, just just a little bit of stuff. Inch by inch, anything's a cinch. By the yard, it's hard. So if you just put your foot on the floor or put some shoes on, then you actually are starting to work out. And then the next thing is take five more steps. And then the next thing is take five more steps. And then the next thing is that you put it all together in one. Don't try to eat that proverbial elephant at one time if you're struggling. Take it apart and make it fit for you because you really are in competition with yourself and not somebody else. If they don't like you, give them some sunglasses. <laughs> I love it. You know, let the, just give them some sunglasses. Shut up. <laughs> you know, I'm an optometrist and you can get sunglasses in every shade. I had a, um, a CPA, loved her. She was like in her 60s and she's still happy as can be. And I had to make special glasses for her. She actually wore rose-colored glasses. Her regular prescription glasses were rose-colored, this bright, hot pink color. Yes. And that's how she saw the world. And she is one of the happiest people I've ever seen. Right. It's, you know, now, you know, that you're, you're headed into what this thing is called mindset, right? You know, what, what, how, do, how, do you, how do you see things? Not, not how somebody else sees it. How, how, what's your mindset? You know, is it opportunity or is it a threat? Can you make the most of it? Can you find the strawberry in situations? Some people can't. Some people complain all the time. And that's why, that's why I said, give them some glasses. Give them some sunglasses. You need to, I need to let my light shine because I'm, you know, I don't, I don't need you to dull my light. So why don't you put those sunglasses on and let me go and step and be and live and walk into who I am. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. So just changing gears for a minute, you mentioned something that I don't know if everyone caught, but uh, when you were younger, you were baptized by Martin Luther King. Is that what you said? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, uh, I actually went to um, Ebenezer Baptist Church uh, by accident. I didn't even know where I was. And, and I loved the piano at the time. I was downstairs in the basement. Uh, playing the piano. And, and it was funny, I was playing something called a Boogie Woogie. I love that song. And then, uh, Mother King came down and said to me, what, what are you doing? Who are you? 
And uh, she took me upstairs, my friend and I, and she said, why don't you come to church on Sunday? We get to church on Sunday. She introduces me to Daddy King and to Martin. I didn't know who Martin was at the time. Then, so they, they told me, why, why don't you come and get baptized? And so I, I, I went and got baptized. And then, uh, so, so that, you know, Sunday school and just being a part of that whole experience there in Atlanta, selling newspapers up and down Auburn Avenue. We then left and went to, to Europe. And by the time we get to Europe, we find out that King had been assassinated. And then uh, I had the certificate. My mother kept the certificate, still have that thing. And so that's my King, uh, Martin Luther King experience. And perhaps that's some of the stuff that drives me right now to uh, look at how do you continue to bring people together? We're more alike than we are different. How do you change the world? How do you help people realize their full potential? You know, that's the stuff that, that, that really makes me, that's in my gut, you know, that, that makes me jump up early in the morning and, and sort of be like the leader of, of the geese, right? The, the, the one who's out in the front and breaking the wind, the wings are just flying and all of the stuff is coming at you. I mean, you know, the trailblazer, that's the stuff that for some reason has been, has been in, 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 ingrained in me and says that you got a, you got a debt to pay. That, that somebody broke some ground for you. So now you take the lead, Nate Wilkins. And, and, you know, don't let it be about your ego. Do something, take the eye off yourself and do something for somebody else. Now, you, are, are you going to be successful all the time? No, you're going to fall down, but get back up. So that's why I decided to do it about being an adaptive navigator. You know, if you knock me down, what I've learned, if you knock me down, I'm, kinda, I'm the kind of guy that'll bite you around the ankles trying to get back up, right? <laughs> It's called mental toughness. I'm trying to share that with everybody I know. Look, tough times, but tough people can make it. Do you hear that? Say that again. Tough times, but tough people can make it. And we all have that in us. Yeah, we do. People just don't realize. I mean, what what we've we have we have been lulled to sleep. Right. We, we, we got so much going for us that we think it's always supposed to be that way. And there are other people watching and saying, well, wait a minute, we need some of that, too. Let me take it from them. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if we want to continue and, and, and get the most out of ourselves, we have to get what, what, what uh, somebody called grit, learn how to fight back, but fight fair. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Learn how to adapt to situations and make them work for you. Because this computer brain is magnificent. I mean, it, you, you can design a computer all you want to, but this thing that we got, I mean, it made the computer. So, you know, the computer it may, may try to take us over, but we still have the human touch. And computers can't touch people. You and I can touch people. And once we touch some hearts, we can change some minds. We can change some communities. We can change lives. That's the work that I'm looking to do. Beautiful. So just uh, curious, what other people have inspired you in your life that, you know, brought you to some of the thinking that you have now? You, you know what? There, there are just so many of them. You know, I, I listened to a guy named Seth Golden, right? I like his, I like the way he talks about marketing, right? You know, but but then there's a guy named Reginald Lewis who 
took, he, he had a book called Why Should White Boys Have All the Fun? And he became a billionaire. He maneuvered those, those systems in Gandhi. And, you know, and, and then, then you, you look at other sort of leaders and maybe they may not be, you know, the best kind of people, but you understand that they had a mission and they went after it, right? So, and then there, there is a, a guy that, that I had an opportunity to experience from the Negro Leagues. His name was John Buck O'Neill. And John Buck and I went to church together. And, and Buck took to me so much that whenever I went somewhere, I said, Buck, I need you to come to can't I need you to come to Cincinnati or to Miami. He would pack up his stuff and come and talk about Negro Leagues. There's a guy named Ira Hutchison that um uh worked for National National um the uh, National Park Service. And he was the first, you know, African-American uh, 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 deputy director. And he developed an organization called the Round Table. And, and then he, he tapped me as his national chair and put me in leadership positions. I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's a guy by the name of Steve Brody here, uh, here in, in Miami. Steve, um, uh, owned a company, and I won't, won't say the name, but he owned a company, Purified Water, all over the world. And he was going through some health struggles, asked me to help him out. I did. And now, now Steve is one of my biggest uh, mentors and supporters. You know, whatever my dreams, hopes, and aspirations are, he's right there to help me. So it's all of these people just pushing me up. Man, I could go, you, you know, if you want me to go on about that, I'll just keep on going and going and going and going. Because it's not just me. It's a, it's a lot. A lot of people who made this person who, who he is right now. And, you know, at the, last but not least, let me say, you know, there's some a lot of beautiful women in my life. My mother, uh, oh, my God, and my grandmother, I should call her Moses. But then there's you know, there's my my instructors uh, from from college and, and what have you. And then there's just regular community people that said, I like that boy. I like what he's talking about. That boy know how to talk. And so I'm going to do something to help him. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, you talked about someone actually not only encouraged you, but put you in a position of leadership. How do we get ourselves ready to be put in a position of leadership? Because we all need a place to belong, not only belong, but a place to lead. We're all leading someone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do we get ourselves ready for that? Well, I, I, you know, I personally think that you have to believe that there's a certain, uh, certain level of belief that you one has to acquire or have that says, I got something to share. Uh, and and then then what what I think we got to do is do the work. We we gotta we gotta gotta find out what does it take. Go watch somebody else that's doing that. And then you know the best thing is to if you're gonna go to war with somebody, go to go with somebody that's been there. So follow them. Be willing to uh, what what I call serve them. Right. Be willing to to be of service to somebody so that they can teach you something. So, so you gotta, gotta it, submit your ego and ask a whole lot more questions and not talk so much. When you get around people who have stuff uh, that, that's a leadership quality, you, you, you need, oh, I wanna be quiet and, and be a sponge. 
And, you know, so you heard it said before, if you are the smartest person in the room, you need to get a new room. So what I'm suggesting is that we need to get around some bigger thinkers than we are. We, and then people, if you show some ambition, right, if you show some, uh, you know, some creativity and in, intelligence or that, that you have something that people can use, people will take a piece of that and put you in a place where then you can continue to grow. But if you just sit there and, and not, you know, manifest or develop your skills, you're not going to move forward. But if they see you, you give them, they give you a project and you expand on it and you expand on it, you give a little bit more, they'll give you more and more and more. So that's the way that I think you have to bear. Don't think that you're going to jump out there and all, all, all of a sudden you out the coup de gras, you at the top. No, it takes some it takes some moving and some climbing and some connections and some thinking and some doing mm. the doing. You can't get there by proxy. You got to do something. You got to put in some sweat equity. I, you know, I, you, somebody probably said, man, you could say that again. I try to tell my children that all the time. Don't you know, children learn by what what you do, your actions, right? Not what you tell them. You know, what they're really saying, uh, young people are saying to us is, you know, what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. Mm-hmm. And, and Lord knows we're doing some we're doing some stuff now. If you if, if you if you really are honest with yourself, we are, you understand why why we have some of the problems we have right now. We're at each other's throat for, for no reason. Right. We, we, we're living in, in the best country in the world, but we can't for some reason we can't get it together. I don't understand. You know, let's 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 make it better. Now, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Let me let me let me rest with that. Okay. All right. Well, let's just change subjects for a minute here. So you know, I think. Um, oh. for a moment here with a power outage but he's back on his phone so thanks for coming back Nate okay hey, hey, I'm adaptive navigator thanks thanks for being uh understanding yeah yeah no problem so um what I was about to ask you is you know we were talking about just uh being a navigator and moving with the times and I was thinking you know sometimes we have our thoughts on goals and what we're going to accomplish and everything, but there's more to life than just accomplishing our goals or our job or our career. Um, Part of what makes life wonderful is our hobbies or things that we love to do. So what are some of the things that have enriched your life? You know, you talked about music. I think you had mentioned in your bio art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm an eclectic art collector. I have, um, you know, (laughs) I, I, I like art and artifacts, right? So I, I collect statues, uh, you know, and, and I like young artists, right? So I've collected some young artists, you know, um, but, but I've also, um, you know, gone to museums and been, been a part of uh, museum associations trying to understand the history and of, of you know, of art and, and what have you. So that's a piece of it. You know, I, I like... Um, I, I like to dance and I like to sing. I'm a frustrated entertainer. And maybe you could tell that. <laughs> you know, I, I like making people happy. I, you know, I, I love to have fun. I, I think I'm a comedian of, of sorts, but, but, but there's a serious side. So, you know, 
Um, and, and then then the other thing is I really, really like um, uh, this work that I'm starting to do around um, men's health. And so that's my, my passion. My work is ageless workout, but, but the passion is, um, you know, creating a more awareness and getting men uh, to be more aware of how they can build a better self, but all at the end, build a better family and community. So that's where I'm spending a majority of my time right now. As a matter of fact, we have a virtual um, town hall coming up next week on Thursday, uh, and I'll send you the link for that. We've assembled a, a number of, uh, you know, thinkers, uh, you know, thought leaders, doctors, and community people who uh, are going to share some thoughts about men's health and how we move forward what the road is ahead so that's the the stuff that that i've, I've been involved in um and i think you know that, that that'll give me a run for my money it, it sure will now um as many of you know i am a behavioral optometrist so i've been in healthcare for a long time and not all the time but so many times um i'll be seeing a husband and wife they'll co both come in to get their eyes checked and um I'll ask the wife, why are you here? And she'll say, well, I need to, you know, check the health of my eyes and I want some glasses. And I'll ask the husband, why are you here? Well, my wife made me come. <laughs> and I see so many times over and over, if the wife had, didn't make the appointment for the man, he wouldn't have come at all, or he was kind of dragged in or whatever. And, um, and, um, it's not that the wife is the mother, but she's actually kind of taking um, responsibility for her husband's health, which is a loving, caring thing. But I, I'm thinking to myself, why is it, what, what does it take to get these guys in to actually get their health taken care of? Why are they resisting it so much? Do you have an answer for that? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're big babies. <laughs> right, the, we we want to be macho and tough, but it, but the real the, the real deal is that we cry too, right? Mm -hmm. That that we really don't like pain as much as we contend that that we we like it. So the women in our lives, our mothers, our sisters, our daughters, our wives, they show leadership, right? And and we have to act like you know, well, you know, we're we're you know that that's what you're supposed to do. That's not really true, right? But but again, going back to what you what you what you alluded to is that we we won't we won't do it. We'll put it off because you know. Let, let me let me give a prime example. I I had a diagnosis of of prostate cancer, and uh, they suggested I get a biopsy. After I got that biopsy, the thing was so painful for me, and and they said, well, we need to do a little bit more examination, so we need to do a second biopsy. I said, no, nah, no, I'm not going to do a second biopsy. That hurt too much. <laughs> and then, you know, my, my, my partner, my partner uh, it, it went about the business of setting up four different other appointments to get me to get me to get to a final analysis. Now, if it were left up to me, I wouldn't have known uh, about it because we we don't we don't like and maybe all people do this. Maybe all people move closer to, you know, what makes them feel good and away from stuff that makes them makes them hurt or feel bad. But mm -hmm. but 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 what you're really saying is that men have to take more accountability for themselves. Right. That they have to be more responsible that we all have to be more of our own health advocates. Right. We just can't sit back and wait for somebody to give us a diagnosis 
and then say, oh, oh, what do I have to do now? We have to do the research. We have to dig deeper. We have to be more standing on our own two feet. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just take the initiative to take care of yourselves, you know? I mean, you go to the gym because that's the cool thing to go- do. I mean, uh, every woman and every man wants to see a man with muscles and looking good and everything. So you go, you yeah, you go that? do that. <laughs> but there's no evidence that you went to the doctor and made sure you were healthy. I mean, that's why you have people who they're looking good. And, and one day they just fall over with a heart attack. And talk you know, about, you know, they, they weren't, they didn't get anything checked out. They didn't know that their blood pressure, or their cholesterol was going sky high. You, you know what you, you make, you're making a whole lot of sense. I've, I've actually, I talked to, talked to you about this guy, Steve Brody. So Steve put me in an interesting program. He put me in a concierge medicine program. I didn't know about concierge medicine. I didn't know about, you know, prevention like it was. I knew about health, about sick care. I knew that I could go to the doctor and, and get somebody to work on my symptoms, but I didn't know that there was, you know, this, this business of somebody taking a look at data and biomarkers and indicating that, hey, Nate, you need to look at your, 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 your levels right here. You know, this is, if you don't watch this, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And so it became more about prevention. That's some of the stuff that's motivated me to do this men's health thing that I'm doing. Uh, so, so yeah, you're making, you're making a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done uh, natural preventative medicine most of my adult life. And, um, you know, most of the time you go to the doctor and like you said, they look and see which blood tests are off. And if they're out out of normal, then they're going to give you some medicine. Well, a natural medicine doctor does things really differently. And I've studied a lot of this and use that with my patients. Um, You know, we look at the blood tests and say they're both in the normal range, but guess what? These two kind of go together and this one's high and this one's low. Oh, let's get those two in balance. So you're going for the ultimate health. You're not just going for, I'm not sick health. You're going for, let's get as healthy as we can and prevent as much as we can. And I I tell people the same thing about their, their food. They're like, well, you know, it's much cheaper to eat junk food than it is to eat organic, healthy food. I said, yeah, well, you could spend the money on the food little by little through the years, or you can wait until you're 60 and pay the, the, the heart surgeon $40,000 for, for a surgery. Which one do you want? You know, <laughs> so. Still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Did you hear what I said? So, so it's important to just invest in your health every day, not just not just, um, you know, when you get sick. Absolutely. It's a, it's a daily thing. I mean, you, you know, I, I've come to realize that with my own struggles, and that's why I'm encouraging others to take a look at it. The, you know, the thing that, that, I'm, that I'm actually encouraging a lot of us, particularly the people who were in my age category, is to think about how do you maintain muscle? And how do you can continue to develop strong bones? You know, cardiovascular is important. The other things are important, but at the at the very foundation is this notion of, of being strong and having strong bones. And that now this is for again people who want longevity. 
people who want to live a better quality of life. If you don't care about that, then, you know, this conversation is not for you. Like swimmers, as an example, that's a great cardiovascular exercise, but does it give you the push and the pull, you know, to make the bone stronger, right? Cycling is, you know, is one of those. Uh, and, and I know that, you know, some people use weights with it, but what I'm saying is that you got to have a basic foundation. So that's the stuff that, that, that we sort of encourage people to do. And, and, you got to prepare yourself. You can't just jump in and lift really heavy. You can move to it, but but you don't have to. Just as long as you're pushing and pulling against something. You know, one of the things I, I laugh about is that, and we alluded to this earlier, men will go to the gym, talk for two hours, and then come back home and say, you know, maybe they did two or three workouts or, you know, <laughs> exercises. Come back home and tell everybody they did a workout. A woman will go to a, a class or a workout and stay the whole time and work. I mean, like, you know, like a mad person, and, you know, and then say they didn't get enough. <laughs> uh-huh. that, it's that's amazing. True. I, yeah. I've, I've gone to two classes in a row many, many times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, and take a look at the numbers. You know, m- most men won't, won't. Now you see more now, but most men won't go to a class. They don't want to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really different thought processes between men and women. Yes. For sure, for sure. So um, tell us about how do you work with people now? Tell us about your company. Um, how can people get a hold of you? What kind of services you have? Yeah, so, so our business is uh, sort of lifestyle, a concierge work. It's, um, you know, so we have three companies. Um, the Ageless Workout is is you know sort of the the, the piece that we do with um oh, modern modern seniors or active aging adults who want to have a better quality of life we do a, a virtual or hybrid model face to face but we also share uh ideas and concepts like this men's conference that we're doing uh you know we we are um, sort of a what I call a 360 approach to health, wellness, and healing. That's why we wrote the book called The Ageless Workout, Mind, Body, and Spirit. It's just not enough to go to the, uh, to the gym to work out. You got to work on the mind. And, you know, so you, I don't have to tell you this, but for the audience, the gut and the, the brain are connected. So the, the mind, if you put stuff into the gut that's not good, then your, your, your brain is not going to function at the level that you need to function at. You need to take some time out to recover. And, and all of these things sort of tie in to create this total person. The last piece to that, to the Asia's workout is this tribe, uh, you know, that, that we've created. And, you know, this is not a, a, a new idea, but what, what we're doing is making up all over uh, the world, so to speak, with like-minded thinkers who have camaraderie and are building relationships. The other piece to the work that we're doing is this, you know, healing uh, work that we're doing where people uh, uh, leave a, a physiotherapist or physical therapist. And so physical therapists sometimes only work on one part of the body. They come to us and we work on balance. We work on core and posture and positioning. Uh, or sometimes it's just, you know, uh, somebody that needs a, a conversation, somebody to hold a conversation with, somebody to encourage them. We, you know, some of our some of our clients are 90, 70, 80 years old, and they need some confidence and belief, and we give that to them. And then the the uh, Panache um, 
sort of company that we have, a sister company, is where we order, uh, you know, or sell products and services or consulting and, and, and the likes. So that's the work that we're doing. You can get a hold of me through uh, Instagram, uh, Asus Workout. You know, I found you on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Nathaniel Oliver Wilkins, you see changing and what have you, you see the books that we're doing, the Asus Workout on Instagram. We have uh, YouTube, the Asus Workout. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, my email address is thenowgroupfitness at gmail.com. One of the things that we encourage people to do if you want to check us out, you can actually put your foot in the water by going to our site and just, you know, tapping into a you know free session just to see what we do. And you can do that virtually. But if you're ever in the Miami area, then you can give us a call and we'll work with you uh, individually. So this is more than just a, let, let, let's say this is more than a workout program, right? This is a full, you know, program. So we, let me, let me step back. So if we meet somebody, we, we want to know if you've gone to the doctor and we're doing an analysis or an assessment. And then after we did that whole assessment, then we give people stuff to do. And, and never are we looking at, even in our classes, we, we try to, make our per our experience personalized so now do we throw people out there and say go get it because we know everybody is is different mm -hmm. so that's that's it in a, in a nutshell i hope i was uh yeah, quick and clear with that yes yes thank you and so now a personal question what gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point oh my goodness thank thanks for asking that is that I, you know, I get up and I have another opportunity to touch somebody else. You know, I've had a chance to meet you. I've had a chance to meet some remarkable young people. I'm here in Orlando for the uh, Special Olympics, uh, the USA Games. And I saw so many happy faces and young people, you know, competing at a different level. I'm, I'm just so turned on by their enthusiasm and work. I mean, I'm overflowing. It just does my heart. Uh, 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 good. I get up early in the morning now. I'm down here with my, you know, with, with some young people that I support. And I get up early in the morning. I, I went to the store yesterday and got watermelons and I cut them up and I'm going to take them over to their games, and, you know, because it's hot out here. Mm -hmm. But but it's that kind of stuff that gives me the joy that, that I need to go to the next step. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for all your wisdom and some really unique ideas. Thank you. Hey, listen, can I share one other thought with you? Yes. So, so here, here's, here's what I live by. It says, when you get what you want in your struggle for self in the world has made you king and queen for a day. Just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what the mirror has to say. For it isn't your father, mother, sister, or brother in life whose judgment upon you must pass. But the person whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back in the glass. You may fool the world over down through the pathways of life and get pats on the back as you pass. But your most fondest rewards will be heartaches and tears if you've cheated the person in glass. I'm, I'm, I'm in the business to try to help, you know, change. And I don't want to cheat myself. How about you? Yes, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Because my last question was, what's your best advice for living an incredible, amazing life? And I think that was it. Right? That's there. it. That was it. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And we'll talk to you again soon, Nate.
Hey, thank you so much. Hey, look, you, you, you're wonderful. I, you know, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to have had a chance to, to even spend this a little bit of time. I hope we can spend more time together. All right, we will.